What's up, everybody? It's Jamstar, Jam Master, where the heck you want to call me, and you are listening to Dub Talk, the show where a group of otaku personalities get together and talk about a recent side more dub announcement or view the dub of a series that was recently released on Blu-ray and DVD. And joining me tonight to help break down the show are three very special calling guests. First up, fresh off his Japan tour, we have the guitarist of the band Lucifer Hunklehead. Please welcome Armandu. Hello, Cleveland. The- Thank you for coming on the program, Mama. Thank you, you're welcome. Next up, we have the master of manliness and author of the self-help book, Tifa and Me, How to Get in Touch with Your Inner Final Fantasy. Please welcome Spaceman Hardy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, the one and only master of manliness himself, here to join you on this wonderful broadcast. And finally, we have fellow anime watcher, even though he's more of a manga man, I think. And author of the popular light novel, My Little Goat Couldn't Possibly Eat This Entire Banana in One Goat. Please, wa- <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Please welcome Classy Spartan, oh, you a.k.a. Andrew. You, you broke my, flu- my flow. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Fried and battered. Life don't matter. Good crustacean throughout the entire nation. Gotta live the shrimp life. And tonight, the four of us are discussing our philosophies on love. It's because we'll be discussing the parody anime, The Very Lovely Tyrant of Love, or Love Tyrant for short. Or but Renai Bukan. It's Bokun, you motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Brought to you by Studio M- EMT Squared, a studio that I'm not, I'm not even familiar with, to be honest. Like, up and coming. Up and coming. I did find out that they did three other anime. One of which you hate very much, Andrew. Try me. Kuma Miko. Fuck! Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not, to be confi- not to be confused with the uh, popular fan hentai, Come on Miku. Ugh, at least it's better than Rainy Coco. Mm. Uh. <laughs> In Chocolate rain! Case, if- oh, good God. If you are unfamiliar with the show, here's a quick synopsis for you. The Kiss Note is a powerful notebook that makes people written in it instantly fall in love once they kiss. 
The magical item belongs to the angel Guri, who is tasked with creating couples. But when she accidentally writes Seiji Eno's name in her book, things become dire. Things become dire. Dire. What the? Yeah. If he doesn't pucker up soon, Guri could kiss her life goodbye. What's yet? While setting Seiji up, she finds herself falling for him. How the hell does that work? Someone's in the photo booth with Dinah. Yeah. You had a you had a Dinah bears, right? Oh, good God. Now, we'll, we will be covering Funimation's press release from A to Z, as well as, as, well as any cast updates via Twitter, talk out about our predictions for the show, who was actually cast, and give our initial thoughts on the performance while going on and on about getting hopelessly derailed about why shipping people in real life is wrong, and if we can figure out who'd be best good in this show. Oh, are we doing this? Oh, we're doing this. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Mm -hmm. Just to you damn right. What? Just to quote my good friend Sneebs, that's why the only thing I ship is FedEx. <laughs> FedEx cost me like seventeen dollars for his fucking gift. You're welcome, Sneebs. I love you. With that being said, strap in, ladies and gentlemen, put on your Caitlin glasses. We're gonna kick off this episode with the ADR director and scriptwriter. Mm -hmm. And since Hardy is here, of course, he's not going to have any predictions for this. No. Did anybody Did anybody else have any? Mm-mm. Uh, I thought I had... I think I had uh, one ADR prediction. Just because I believe my prediction, I... You know what's funny? I think I actually had Clifford Chapin for this one originally. Oddly enough, so did I. And I had three for each... Uh, one is shared, and that would be Tia for both director and scriptwriter. As for director, I figured Alfie you would have a hand in this because, you know, a show like this, you probably want to give it to the lesser-known directors, you know? My, th my thought process, at least, for Clifford doing the ADR for this show is he's done very crude, suggestive comedies before in Keijo, so I figured this is kind of like another ballpark, but similar premise. Plus, he did say he takes shows that other people wouldn't really want, but as for my script, as for the rest of my scriptwriter predictions, I had Tatum and Kristen McGuire, because, you know, the, given the type of show this is, you know, you need somebody either who's willing to play loose and fast with the script, or can, like, you know, she doesn't really need to stay faithful to it, you know, but... Make it fun in their own way. Mm -hmm. So you don't want a tight prude covering a show of this loose, suggestive quality. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm surprised none of you uh, actually predicted Jamie Markey. I I, I would have nah. I could have predicted her as a writer. I don't think she's done a lot of ADR credits, as far as I'm aware. Okay. Even though some of the content is suggestive, I wouldn't pick her in this. Predicament. In uh, any case, it turns out you wait, and I wait, are both wrong. Amon. Mm-hmm. Did you have predictions? No. All right, we're don't, good. Don't be absurd. Okay then. In any case, the ADR director is Jerry Jewell, while the scriptwriter is Michael Rial. Jerry Jewell, when he's not busy directing Shimonetta or giving First Love Monster a better dub than it ever fucking deserved. <laughs> He's also directed other shows such as Seraph of the End, Pandora and the Crimson Shell, Orange, the Blood Sea franchise, Rampo Kitan Game of Laplace, Handshakers, uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, it gets worse, Hardy. Somebody it had gets to do worse. it. It gets worse. Valkyrie Drive Mermaid. Oh my. You know they you know what they dubbed the OVAs for that? I uh, okay. Yes. The OVAs are straight up pornographic hentai. Yes. It's, it is. But, oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah, but at least he directed Concorde. Thank God. As for Monica Real. Speaking of shipping. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ba -da -ba -ba <laughs> I just got that. Oh, bite me. <laughs> uh, the work she's written, she is written for Keijo. And fuckers. I mean, and shakers. And focus is something you do while you're watching Keijo. Bento, Birdie the Mighty Decode, Divine Gate, Fairy Tale, Full Metal Alchemist, Level E, Mikago School Suites, and the list goes on and on. So, what are our thoughts on the ADR director and scriptwriter, gentlemen? So, who's who's gonna be the first to bring up? Who's the, gonna who's gonna say it? Oh, let's do rock paper scissors. Who's gonna bring up shrimp? I think I should do it because never in my life would I ever suspect someone to make a three-six mafia reference in an anime dub in 2017. Yeah. In 2017, <laughs> being a Memphian myself, I have had no shortage of of um, of listening to. Or having having had to listen to three Academy Award winners, Three Six Mafia, and for someone to just upright uh, say the phrase, "It's hard out there for a shrimp." Yo, yo, <laughs> in an anime dub, uh, it's kind of kind of surreal, to be perfectly Look, honest. She came in dressed up as a shrimp. <laughs> Monica saw it. She went for it. God bless. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, you should know, Hardy, she tends to listen to a lot of 90s hip-hop and stuff. So I'm almost not surprised she put that line in there, but that did threw me for a loop. Now I'm, just, I, I'm wondering if Far she's going to start. I'm wondering if she's going to make a reference to, like, Late Night Tip later on or something like that. One of the more obscure 3-6 songs. Yo. <laughs> well, you know, she's been spending most her life <laughs> living <laughs> in a writer's paradise. Oh, funny story. Did you know that they that the uh, the choir arrangement from Gangsta's Paradise makes up the background music for that new Valerian trailer? Really? Go listen to it after we pro after this podcast. Watch the new Valerian trailer. That oh, that is in that trailer. Look, look Besson, you madman. I'm mad. Look, we could spend all day talking about hip-hop and rap, and I will be the first to say that LP could spit the verse Notice Me Sent By Out and make it sound intense and hype as fuck, but we need to be discussing this show. Mm -hmm. So, yes. What, so... Did, what did we think of the script? Well, one thing I realized when it comes to Monica Rial, she's like the Wu-Tang Clan. She ain't none to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you brought it back. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so moving on, what did you guys think about the direction and the casting for the show? Like I said, to go first. like I said, during the whole, it's surreal almost. A lot of the writing and the jokes 
a, uh, some of them work. Not all of them, though. Um, I think the casting in general is what... Excuse me. Casting we'll get onto later. I think it's solid directing. I think it's solid casting. It's just that some of the jokes work, some of them don't. And I think a lot of that is on the Japanese part. Yeah. Because mm. when you have so much comedy thrown at you all at once, so many punchlines, one after the other, it, it becomes hard to deal with, hard to really, you know, fat process all at once. And so I think that's, mm. that's both a pro and a con for this show. Because this show, lightning fast, especially in, like, the first episode. It's like, holy shit, this is going on, that's going on. Who's this chick? Who's that chick? Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck am I? <laughs> Yeah, with the casting and the pacing, the casting is, most of it is pretty much typecasting. There are pretty much two of them I have a kind of a hot take about. As for the pacing, you know, it kind of gives off a Psyche K kind of feel with this parody. Speaking of parodies, hey, guess what, guys? It's the Psyche K crew again. Is it? <laughs> it is. Oh, it is. Dope. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even You're going to be... You're going to be seeing a lot of parallels with this show tonight. So, Especially with Mr. Jerry Jewell. Yes. All so, right. Uh, I'll, any, I'll say, any more thoughts before we move on? Uh, yes. Uh, I'll say this. I think the casting and direction is solid. You can definitely hear that several of the actors and characters are having a whole blast with some of this. Even pulling out some things we haven't heard. Or some of them are just having a ball. As for the the writing i feel this is a show where it works for this kind of looseness and at least some of these are just odd jokes it works for the strange absurdity that is this series and i don't think this is one that needed to be completely close on like the script the japanese because i feel that would have really hurt a lot of the comedy and translation so i think it's good for what it is and like i said hard out there for a strip yo i think i was laughing for a song i didn't even know that was a reference i was just laughing hysterically at how fucking random that was yeah same here because of the line and because of the actress who said it <laughs> anyway any more thoughts before we move on uh liked it uh i think it's pretty solid i agree, I agree it's uh, one of those things where like not all the jokes land but i'm I have a soft spot for comedies. They're just like, we will throw jokes at you because you will laugh at something eventually. So I, uh, I appreciate that aspect, even if I didn't laugh all the time. So Exactly. Yes. Throw those jokes like machetes. Exactly. Okay, One so of them's going to land and hit yeah. your heart and bleed you out dry. See, I thought you said spaghetti, and I, I did not register what you said for a minute, so that's that was not what I was going for. Boy, I know we're going into a whole hip-hop thing. I didn't know you'd bring up Eminem. Arm <laughs> spaghetti. Oh, Arm spaghetti. Uh, yes. Uh, please move us along, Jamal, please. Yes, please. So, moving on, we're going to take a little tour into... Heaven and Hell, if you will. We have Kami, who is a, a god and Guri's dad, unfortunately. And we have Mao, which means devil, obviously. But they're not too, they're Kami, not too important of a character. After all, he is only a part-timer. Let's put it like this. <laughs> we, we at Stub Talk 
consider ourselves extremely fair and un unfull of ourselves. So let's proceed to judge God and the devil. Yes, let's proceed. Uh, do we have any predictions for these two? I have to make a, um, a confession. I was actually asked to do this episode after, um, like, late. And so I don't have any predictions for anybody. So I didn't I've... know God and the devil and Bob would be characters. Yeah. Yeah, well, I kind of watched ahead the sub, and I figured it might as well. So, Luckily, two of the three kind of intertwine with each other, and that being Bevins and Tatum. I kind of love the idea that God's, like, that they actually kept the whole thing that God's, like, will cheat on each other. Because, I mean, you go back to Greek stuff. I think Zeus has basically sired at least a percentage of all mythical beings in that canon. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And as was my third prediction for Kami, that being Mike McFarlane. And I'm assuming Amon has no predictions at all. I did not know these were characters. Oh, wait, I'm not Amon. I'm Andrew. <laughs> no, you need a thicker beard to be Amon. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Amon, did you have any predictions? At oh, uh, no. Uh, like Hardy, I came to this late and I do not have any predictions. Okay, good. So we can move on then. Kami is voiced by Barry Yondo. And Mao is voiced by J. Michael Tatum. You know, I always thought J. Michael Tatum was the devil. It all makes sense now. Yes. Barry, yes. All anyway, those Barry... times of us criticizing this man, it all makes sense. Oh, good. In the other roles these two have... Uh, Barry Yandel, you'd most likely know him as William T. Spears in the Black Butler franchise, and Sauba in Garo. And Tatum, of course, he needs no introduction, but he's most likely known as Erwin from Attack on Titan, and of course, Shu Sukiyama from Tokyo Ghoul. And let us not forget Which... <laughs> one hell of a butler in Sebastian Michaelis. Yes. Rip in yes. peace. Rip in peace. Mm-hmm. Thanks for letting the license expire on my birthday, Anaplex. You can go fuck yourselves. Hey. Speaking of fuck yourselves, let's talk about God. Hey, hey, hey. Wow. Hey. Really? <laughs> okay, I meant really? in the regard that he, in fact, sired a wonderful little troll of a daughter. Mm -hmm. And that, that daughter will soon be God herself someday. Yeah, oh, God. I'm just imagining her as God. It's like... Hey, 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 hey. Ship gay all day. Okay. Anyways, I think we should actually discuss yes, uh, what we thought of these performances. Yes. I'll be completely honest. I did not know that was Barry Yondo. I would have never thought in a million years. And I've seen him in Gollum. So what is he doing in this show, to be honest? Uh, to be perfectly honest, I confused him for Mike McFarlane when I first heard him. I didn't know who it was. Yeah. And so did yeah, I. And so I think he does fine. Um, I mean, we've always known deep in the back of our darkest little hearts that J. Michael Tatum was actually the devil. And so I think he's kind of a perfect match for Mao. Even he even looks a lot like Skiyama from Tokyo Ghoul. So exactly. Now that I think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, that was one of my reasons I typecast him because a it's a glasses character and b he looks just like Sukiyama. 
See? It's like I told you, you're gonna see a lot of parallels with this show. I like that how this one doesn't want to eat another guy's girlfriend and then have another guy eat them on top of them. It's like, what? Yeah. Uh, at the very least, this guy, he just wants to sit down for tea, you know? Just have a good old Japanese time, chill out. I think I think Tatum does, is the part of chill... Like, he's sultry and unsuspecting and calm. That's kind of how you'd spec, suspect a demonic character act. Very casual and unassuming, and that's when they get you. And God is just... He's basically the best dad that you want to go out and have a drink with mm -hmm. to try and, like... He's basically just like, I want to meet the guy who my daughter fell in love with. Oh, you're so cool. Yeah. I like you, buddy. He's got the, the like, cargo I, shorts and the Hawaiian shirt and the sandals. He's just... He's like Jim. If Jimmy Buffett was God, wow. He's, he's like also if Jimmy Buffett had a daughter complex. Also, you can tell he is a stern dad because he had to kill him to meet him. Nice. <laughs> yep. He killed his daughter's boyfriend to judge him. Yeah. He actually mm. followed through on that threat, whereas most fathers don't. Hey. Yeah. I'm on. What did you he think? He didn't even need his gun. <laughs> Uh, I like I enjoy Barry a lot. I, I, I liked his, you know, very laid back manner. Uh I know, I thought he was very funny and I don't I don't think I'm actually I've not seen Black Butler in ages and I'm not sure I've seen any other big roles he's been in, but um he was hilarious. I enjoyed him a lot. Um Tatum Tatum was fine, Tatum was good and solid, it's Tatum doing his Britishy thing. Which he you know, he can he can he can do that in his sleep. <laughs> so uh yeah, I was happy. Yes. Okay. Alright, so let's move on now to Pretty much to a couple that provides love from an ethical kind of standpoint. We have Mari, and we have her teacher, who's in love with her, Mr. Kusunoki. I'd like to bring up something first and foremost. I'd like to bring up the fact that a teacher confessed having romantic, possibly even sexual intentions for a minor girl in front of like half a dozen police officers. All I know is like, the teacher that's being impressive. Yeah. All I know is the teacher being as spastic as she is, she's like, I'm too young for this shit. Young teacher, the subject what? of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants him so badly. All I know is you don't realize until the end she's got it bad. So bad. She's hot for teacher. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I'll say this, though. There is a lot of ethical things we could raise about this, but I do kind of enjoy how the show doesn't automatically make it, like, creepy. It's just like, he's got a crush on her, and she's kind of dotes on him, sort of like a brother-ish kind of person, but she also has, like, interest in him, too. Yeah. It's like... And the show doesn't even a... need to reference the police or Van Halen to do it. Hmm. Okay, let's move on. Oh, also, uh, also, it's like, uh, you gotta get to your PTA meeting. There is a gun to your head, girl. <laughs> Which do you think has more precedence? Right. Moving yeah. on. Moving on. Yeah. Okay, so, Andrew, did you have any predictions for these two? Uh, I don't think I had any for the guy. I think I had, uh... Afia, you, and Bryn April for the girl. 
I wasn't sure who oh, would play the guy. fuck me. No, we're not I there also... yet. We're not there yet. Shut up! Cool. I also had Bryn April. Gee, Bryn Jamal, you predicting Bryn April? What sort of universe do we live in now? Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you later on. <laughs> I also had Jeannie Tirado and Michelle Rojas. I can see, Je- I think, I can see Jeannie. Yeah, Michelle's got a I bit too deep of a register for that kind of character, in my personal opinion. Uh, did you have? Did anybody have any for the doctor? Is he a doctor or a nurse? A school? Is he a he's school a, nurse? He's a, he's a biology teacher. Okay, I thought he was a nurse. All right. At a school, you know what? Never mind. I yeah, I had uh, Jerry Jewell and Anthony Bowling because I figured one could provide. Maybe a little bit of a high pitch, while the other could be a nerdy teacher, as usual. I could absolutely see Anthony Bowling pulling that off. Oh, shit. I just realized something. Uh, let's realize it later. Amon! He has none. Nope. I have none either. Okay. okay. In, in Mr. Amon's defense, he was doing the thing that all of us wish we could do and go to the land of the rising sun. <laughs> yeah... <laughs> So, to announce these two... He went to that place where all those Japanese things you like happen. Shut up, Andrew! Uh. Mm -hmm. To announce these two, Mari... The only reason I'm doing this is because this is a big fuck you to Andrew later is (laughs) Mari is voiced by Joe Harris. And Mr. Kusunoki is voiced by Aaron Roberts. To go over these two, Joe Harris is also Miki and All Out. She's Fuka Akitsuki from the title character the the title character of Fuka. She's Naho from Orange. She's Chio Yumehara from the didact the Fuck The Disastrous Life of Psyche K. She's Shioi from Luck and Logic. Rika from One Piece Film Gold. Yumemi Hoshino from Planetarian, <laughs> aka Please don't ja- Please don't jack it to an F point. What the fuck is wrong with you? You don't tell me how to live my life. She's Kobayashi from Mapukitan. Talk about effing. Uh, she's Sakura from Assassination Classroom. She's Sakura Usada from 3D3 Colors. And because this was recently funded on Kickstarter, she she will be July Regale in Zodiac Axis and Irene in Minotaur. Oh, cool. Yeah, as for Aaron Roberts, he is Barbo from 91 Days, Pastis from Aka, Koishiro Kashima from All Out, he's Link from The Grey Man Harlow, Michael from Diamond Dollar, Yurie Sogami from Dance with Devils, Cafe from Drifters, Ren Ren, oh fuck me, Ren Ren from First Love Monster, Cody Balfour from Gangster, The Best Guy Wizard, yeah yeah, Black as Welt from Seraph of the End, Uta from Tokyo Ghoul, Sonya from Toriko, and Heshikiri Hasebe from Token Ranbu Hanamaru. And just because we just finished this art today, he was also um, Samuel from Fairy Tale. Oh, yeah. Ah, yes, I remember mm. him. Oh, yeah, that was him. I forgot. Uh, so, what did we think? They're, they're one-off characters. Um, they play their parts well, and then they just kind of go away. So, I think they did fine um i don't really have much more to say i would i would say in jill's case she's displaying a lot more sass this season 
Yeah. Could she be uh, a, could uh, she be eligible for one of the voices of Wendy? Voices of Wendy. Of smug Wendy. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we are not looting Joe Harris. No, thank you. Well, I mean, she. Well, they mean, blocked us. Can we talk about the fact that, like, in one episode, this girl knew exactly what the other person was feeling and what she was feeling than the entirety of Orange and Naho? He wants. What is he doing? Why is he reaching his hand out? Why is he offering me his hand? I. I. I, I don't understand. Andrew! 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 Breathe. Even I have to be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Jill Harris is adorable as this one-off character, Mari. Yeah. And she's a little bit of a devilish little playful thing, too. And she's also a little ballsy for reciprocating feelings. In Andrew, front Andrew, of Andrew, the police. Andrew, Andrew, breathe. Goose uh, Yeah, not you meant. Simmer down. Yeah. Goose Fraba. Keep calm and let's keep going. Uh, so yeah, remember how I said there was a lot of parallels? Mm-hmm. Marvie kind of reminds me of both Sakura's that she portrayed. Because you got the Saz from Sakura from Assassination Classroom. And then you got the self-starter dreamer. She's like going to try to make her own goals like Sakura Usada. To which she may have been a little forward for herself, but you can't really tell, to be honest. Actually... What do we? We're talking a lot about Jill. We should probably talk about Aaron. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's cool. Aaron's an interesting actor because I can never quite like. There's some actors where it's like I hear them, and I instantly click who they are. Aaron's one of those actors where it's like I hear, I've heard, I I hear him in a lot of things, but I don't quite pinpoint what his voice is. Like I can't tell what his default de facto voice might be and that's where you want you want his default voice watch dance with devils well then i have to watch dance with devils so that's a that's a tricky circumstance right there i think he's fun and kind of end of charming in a way like he he has a he has like a childish crush on her it's not like he sees like some prey or something and like unbuttons his shirt like some sort of like creepy creeper sin he's he's got like almost like a charming level of crush to where this sort of dubious relationship they pull off feels a lot less creepy than it probably should have felt. And I think it's it's fun. They're cute. Amon, what did you have to say? Uh, they... Hmm. No, I like them both. Uh, they're both uh, they both play their roles very well. Um, I don't, it's, not a, it's not really a complaint. It's more a... Like they, they do, they play, they play like kind of one-off, not flat characters, but like characters who aren't allowed to do much, just because like they appear the one time, right? They do the one thing, and they move on. And I thought they did very well. Um, and if I had like a complaint, it's mostly just like their characters didn't allow them to do all that much. But I enjoyed when they were on screen. So yeah, that's like with you me. Know. You know, they did their job for the one episode, and then they went away, and it was technically functional and pleasing to the ears. So. Exactly. I, like, I have Especially to, Joe Harris. Yeah, I, I often find them like almost a little hard to judge because it's like, you know, you weren't given much, and you did very well with what you did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, we, we ready to move on I now? think so. Yeah. I think so. 10 oh. out of 10, okay. wait till you're legal. 
<laughs> yes, please. Or you end up as the subject of a police song. Womp womp. Yep. Oh, good God. Anyway, we're going to move on to uh, two angels now. One looks like a housewife from the Bronx, while the other is straight up nightmare fuel. <laughs> I'm talking about Tiara and Corley. <laughs> 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 okay, I don't know why, just Housewife from the Bronx. Just... <laughs> I think you broke Andrew, Jamal. Um, that one wasn't even that funny. <laughs> Andrew has been broken. Wow, that it one... wasn't me let's this hope, time. Let's hope, he's the, let's hope he's the only one who stays broken. Ah. <laughs> uh, Wait till next time. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, what do we yeah. have for predictions? Oh, we gotta finish talking about mm-hmm. them a little bit. Oh yeah, who Tiara are they? Tiara is an ex Cupid who decides to point to, who decides to help out Guri and Seiji after their kiss note got burned. She's up. also Kami's so new the... wife and is carrying his child, his new child. Did they imply that was the thing? Yeah. Was that what they were implying? I wasn't a hundred percent on that. Yeah. I... I think the yeah I think it was implied too because I'm because when you see them in episode five it's like that she was in the house keeps... but I wasn't a hundred percent sure if that was like his kid or not. I mean it's hinted at. I thought she got knocked up by a human to be completely honest. Can we talk about the fact that we're debating like Mori show ethics with God? <laughs> Moving on. Sorry I brought it up. Yes, and Corley is Guri's guardian angel who possesses the body of the body of Seiji's cat, Blue. It's sort of think of it Ooh. like the human faced dog yokai, only except it's a it's, it's a, a cat. Thing. Yeah. I will say this: you don't ever want to see his true form in episode five because when I saw it. I literally had a bottle of Smirnoff Ice next to me. I was like, I just started drinking. <laughs> was it that horrifying? Like, it, it, I, was, you saw I was less disturbed by his true angel form than I am him in a cat. <laughs> Regardless. In a cat, he looks like, yeah, he looks like he has a cherry coat with a mustache <laughs> when he possesses the cat. <laughs> and now, now that you've said that, I can't unsee it. Thanks a lot. <sighs> Have you seen the cat? I, I kind of, I kind of suppress it. <laughs> he tries not to. Okay. Okay, then. In any case, predictions. Predictions. I had one for both of these characters. Uh, okay. For Tiara, I had Jamie Markey. And for... I don't remember his name. I just have him down as the creepy cat man. And I had Ian Sinclair. Okay, I had... I had three for Tiara and two for Corley. For Tiara, I had Michelle Rojas. Brune April, in quotes, please no. <laughs> and Jeannie Torado. Whereas for the cat, I had Jeremy Inman and Josh Greeley, because I thought he was uh, going to be a little bit suave, you know? You know, just because you said that, I now want to see Brynn voice a Garu girl. Garugu. Yeah. Yeah. I have to check her past and see if she hasn't already. She might have. Oh, she'd be. Oh, she'd be. Gr- oh, actually, unrelated. I would love to see like 
Bryn or somebody play Galcochan. Okay, maybe I could see that. But anyways, good ass show. Anyways, uh, who actually was cast as these two characters? All right. In the case of Tiara, typecasting is typecasting a little bit. It's Jamie Markey. I can see that. And as for and as for Corley, Corley is voiced by Sunny Strait. Other roles that Jamie Markey has played, she is Rinka Hayami in Assassination Classroom. She is Shoko Kirishima from Baka and Test. Junko Mukuro from Danganronpa, the anime. She's the black-haired woman from Death Parade. She's Kana from Fairy Tale. She's, of course, Rias Gremory from High School DxD. She's Nagisa Ujibe from Keijo. She's Lukua from Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Mount Lady from My Hero Academia. Itori and Hetere in Tokyo Ghoul. Lady Jane Valkyrie Drive Mermaid. And Lulu Yoigasaki from Yoikuma Arashi. As for saying straight, he is, of course, Koro-sensei from Assassination Classroom. She is... She is Quillen from DB... He is Quillen from DBZ DB Super. He's base used from Full Metal Alchemist. He's Lupin the Third. He's Lupin the Third from, of course, Lupin the Third. He's Bernard from Marine the Virgin Witch. Usopp from One Piece. Maple Arisagawa from Show by Rock. And he's Moroka from Yurian Ice. As well as the original voice in Season 1 for Present Mike from My Hero Academia yes. before he was unfortunately, uh, or he, he had to get replaced or for his own, for his own health, uh, physical health, for his own food. For his own yeah. Health. Uh, he had to be replaced yeah. by Dave Trosko for season two. Of course. By the yeah, way, I'm just going to say this right now. If you think Usopp is the worst, uh, one piece is pirate in the straw hats. You are a terrible person and are wrong. In any case, what do we think of these two performances? Sonny scares the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, he does. Sonny scares I'll... the shit out of me. I will say, uh, I, I say that's sort of an unfortunate side effect because what because of his issues with his health, um, we're probably yeah. going to be hearing him voicing a lot more tamer characters, like lower registered more soft-spoken characters whereas he's I, always been this really hyper i voice really loud and obnoxious characters and you all love me for it and you know you know i think we're gonna have him start hearing him in more low registered roles and yeah at, at, the, very, at, yeah. at, at the very least i think for broadcast dubs that'll be the case maybe for like bigger time sinks like Dragon Ball or One Piece, he might still go all out. Oh yeah, what, what, he will never be replaced for Krillin or Usopp. I don't ever see that happening because no one else could take his place. But um, but yeah, maybe for broadcast dubs he'll probably be voicing more lower register. Basically, I love Sunny Strait, even if he scares the crap out of me. With, with It's it's yeah. perfect though yeah. because it's, it's so like soft-spoken it's fucking eerie. And it's like, I, I wouldn't have ever expected to think sunny, straight, and soft-spoken in my life. But here we are, and it works, and it's so creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy. But it's perfect, and it's so creepy. It's like, 
It's like Mr. Rogers is like coming from behind and he's sharpening his machete. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, it, be my it, to me, it did sound like. Oh, good God. Yeah, to me, Cole, he sound, he, it sounded like Sonny was using his dad voice a bit, you know. I mean, it's a little soft spoken for me, but I think that was probably the onset of his illness. Uh, but, illness or not, what? it's perfect for this kind of yeah. creepy. Un, like uncanny valley monstrosity that is that face on that cat. Oh god, that cat! Amon, do you have anything to say about uh, Sunny's performance? And uh, also, oh, Jamie's I also like them both. I like I like Jamie's like like that's that's the that's the thing I have fun. Like her character wasn't trashy per se, even though she looks like a you know housewife from housewife from Long Island. Uh, but no, I thought she did a. Yeah. Jamie, you sound like she was using Cato voice, to be honest. Yeah. Boy, Panty Anarchy really let herself go, didn't she? Oh, <laughs> wow! I don't, I don't know. It took, it took her being knocked up by God Himself in order to finally settle down. <laughs> oh right, she's also an angel. Panty's also an angel. Yes, um, yes. Ah. I'm clever sometimes. But yeah, no, um, no, I enjoyed them both a lot. Uh, I don't. I um, I'm a little sad that Sonny is probably going to be doing more low-key roles in the future, but, you know, I'm not going to begrudge him his health, and, uh, I mean, if this is what we have to look forward to, I'm happy with this. I thought he was very entertaining in his weird cat body, and, uh, yeah, and I like Jamie a lot, too. Good stuff. Yes. Okay, so we got to move on. Yeah. Won't you be my yeah. neighbor? <laughs> Won't say you be my neighbor? She? Can you say shoe? I knew you could. You're all terrible. Uh, speaking of neighbors... I love Mr. Spe Rogers. May he rest in peace, that beautiful, wonderful human being. He's uh, chilling okay. out right now with Bob Ross. Yes, yeah, speaking of relations, relations and staging... <laughs> relations, oh my. We have... we. Yes, yes, yes. We have Seiji's little sister, Aqua Aino. You know? <laughs> and, uh... And, yeah, <laughs> shut up. And if you know the song Mother Lover by the Lonely Island, just replace mother with brother because this girl got a serious brother complex and she's trying to hide it best she can. I appreciate that this show hasn't made the gag of her jumping his bones yet because other shows would... <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. Like, I have a bit of a cold. Hurry yeah. up! Uh, shit. Yeah. Hurry up! Sorry. Yeah, she doesn't, when it comes to her brother, she doesn't swipe left or swipe right. She just swipes toothpaste in his eyes. Oh, that's gotta hurt. Which we, oh, you know, you know yeah. uh, Surgeon General's warning, do not swipe toothpaste in people's eyes. I, I don't think we have to say that. Yeah. Actually, you know, we do have to say that. Some of y'all are dumb motherfuckers. We love our viewers. <laughs> Well, I mean, they they chose to listen to us willingly. Of course, I mean, Dub Talk is not responsible for the actions of classy spots. And anyway, moving on, do we have any predictions? Uh, I believe. Uh, wait, yes, I did have a prediction. I did have a prediction, Jamal. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. <laughs> it was Terry Doty. How did you know? Oh, I had Terry Doty too, but that's not who I meant. Oh, let's get the obvious out of the way. She looks exactly like Fuka. Exactly like Fuka. 
Yes, I also. Say it, Jamal. We both had the same one. Joe Harris. Lucky you dodged to that which, bullet. To, to which I had in quotes, fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> That's, you know what? That sounds about right. At the very least, yeah. this show has her maybe interested in her brother and not with the side of a truck. Oh! Manga spoilers! Let's Ooh. move on. I also had... I also had Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Did, was that all your predictions, Andrew? That was all my predictions. I just want to say Jill Harris because I know it pisses you off. <laughs> yeah. In, in any case, who was actually voiced in Aqua is Madeline Morris. Madeline Morris is a up-and-comer in the Texas dubbing scene. Her first role was Sasume Suji in Three Leaves, Three Colors. Luce Lagusa in 91 Days, Noiko Yamada in Islands in Soroku, she's Akari in Arya the Scarlet MOAA, she's Bianca in Isaida the Last Witch, your favorite role, Andrew! She's Oyodo in Kankole, and <laughs> Stella in One Piece film Gold, and, but, and here's a role you should recognize, mm -hmm. Hardy, Nami Nanase from Keijo, also known as the Ass Eater. Oh yeah! I can't believe there's something in that show called The Ass Eater. <laughs> yes. We need to re-record the one song from Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm stuck in the cheeks, the ass eater. I, 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 I only have one song for Keijo. One song. You are my token Keijo. I gotta say, I did not anticipate this being another musical episode, but hey, here we are. Well, I mean, we already brought up, yeah. you know, uh, Three Six Mafia, so we might as well go ass and titties, ass and titties. Wait, no, we're not. Wrong one, wrong song. There's two different songs called ass and titties, actually. The more okay, you know. Then. So, so we should probably talk about yes. this actual actress and her performance of said character. Sorry. Yes. So, what did we think of Madeline Morris in this role? It was good. I, I, I like her better doing, like, a sort of stuck-up tomboy character than I've seen her trying to do, like, these stern, femi like, feminine-type people. I think doing a tomboy character actually kind of works better. I agree, you know. And I, I, I yeah. think that... Uh, I actually liked her performance in Izetta, The Last Witch, to be honest. And... Seeing her, I, I I just I just didn't care for Izetta's dub overall, to be honest. It was a very rough dub, um, in general. Yeah. But I mean, there were some standout performances. Um, I think she does great, honestly. I have no problem with it. I do think it would have been sort of cathartic to cast Jill Harris because she does look exactly like Fuka. It's exact. It's scary. Yeah, it is. But again, this is a show with a lot of parallels. True, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, when I heard it, I I didn't know it was Madeline Morris at first. I thought it was Alex Moore, to be completely honest. I have a question, by the way. What's up? Before he knew about uh, the angel, like, her thing as an angel and, like, cupids and stuff, this kid was running away and was aware of the existence of a demonic, like, Pedo penguins? 
Yeah. Are they just going to ignore the fact that they just knew a Andrew, about Andrew, a Andrew, penguin? Andrew, Andrew, you are that questioning was... the logic of the show. That is a great way to give yourself a very large headache and no answers. Don't do it. Don't do it. That is a very good way. Oddly, oddly enough, the penguin returns in tonight's oh, episode. Oh no! As oh, of boy. as of the time of this recording. Yeah. Oh. And should no. should we mention who the penguin is voiced by in English? Yes, the penguin has a voice. Yes. He is voiced by none other than ah. Kenny Green, aka Motto himself. Oh yes. my God, is that who that is? That's who that is. Yes, it He's is. also Rain Spider and Desert Punk, who gave us the wonderful and immortal line: "There's a party in my pants, and everyone's coming." If you want insanity, 99 hours of chess in Blood Blockade Battlefront, Don Can I just say, this penguin is still less creepy than Motto is? <laughs> no. Some, no. Someone, well, he is... someone consented to having sex with that man. And gave him a very smart, beautiful, intelligent daughter. I might add. Where did those jeans come from? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you where they did come from him. Yeah, no. And speaking of coming, what did we think? <laughs> it went silent. That's oh, that's the worst thing you could do to me is just go silent on me, you monsters. Okay, uh, sorry. I, I've said a lot. I like Madeline Morris as Aqua. Yeah. Uh, I thought she. I liked God. her. I thought she did a good job. Um, I mean, the, the closest thing I have to a complaint is not with her, it's more with the character, which is that I think the side characters work better when they're more outsized, and of them, Aqua felt the most, like, restrained. Um, which is saying, like, I thought she did a very good job, and I, I almost wish she was given a character who was a little more over-the-top to play with, uh, just because... You wanted her to be full on, like it's not like I like you or anything, and then oh, you wanted maybe like, like I feel like that would be Pichu more Joe. appropriate for this show. Like I'm oh, almost a little surprised. I'm almost a little surprised we uh, go for... that direction because like for for those of you viewers who are unfamiliar with what I'm referencing, one, shut up, go watch Nichiju after this episode, though of course. Second, the Sundari from Nichiju, uh, Nichijo, Nichiju, whatever, uh. Basically, every time she sees her crush, she basically pulls out guns, rocket launchers, and, like, shotguns and bazookas when she's getting flustered and embarrassed. This sounds a lot like a character we need to be discussing about in a minute, to be honest. Oh, yes. That is oh, actually relevant. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's move on. Uh, let us move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'd rather not, but I have You're to. You're the host of this ship. Uh, fuck me. No, no. Oh, this one's gonna break no. him. Oh, this one's gonna break him. I know what's next. <laughs> uh, so who's Jamal. next, Jamal? Who's next? Up next. Up next is... Shikimi Shiramine. Okay. <laughs> so remember yeah. when you're like, let's talk best girl? Well, guess who's my best girl? <laughs> let, let, let's put it this way. You know how people want to hit Akko with a brick? I don't want to hit Akko with a brick. I think she's just oh. basically... Okay, you know how Megan wants to hit Akko with a brick? Oh, Akko! 
Akko. Yes. Everyone Akko. wants to hit Akko Remember, with a brick. You said you said I want to hit I want to hit Shikimi with a sack of bricks cuz she's a little she's a sadomasochist and who's fake who's good with disguises and I don't even want to know about that little spider let's, thread power. Let's okay. give us that, an official description before we go any further, Jamal. Of the, of the okay, character. she's a... Yeah, she's a bitch. <laughs> official! <laughs> okay, to that clarify, is official. this character is a bit of a deceptive, very devious little minx in the background. She tries to play off the sweet and innocent role, but in reality, she takes nothing more than glee in pain and breaking other things that don't belong to her, as well as exactly. screwing with her beloved cousins in this oh-so-lovely family. Yeah. I'm going to make a hot take that's going to piss you the fuck off right now. Ready? You ready? <clears throat> she is the only hot girl in the show. Oh. I went there. Not only that, she is also like all of my strike zones too in creepy fucked up ways. She's got the she's got the the, uh, the heart pupil eyes. She's got the glasses. She's got the short hair. She's got that little like like. She gets off on torturing people. What the fuck is wrong okay, with her? Okay, listen to me. If you were uh, immortal and you we... wanted to play around with that, uh, wouldn't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, uh, let me put it to you this way: on the scale of one to you know, she's a, two steps above Akko, but one below you know. What? She is not you know. She's like hot. Uh, I think we should go on to predictions now. This is getting a bit uncomfortable. Yes, I hope you are. Just like Shakimi. Andrew, did you have any predictions? I did not. At the time of this character, when I made predictions, I did like the first three episodes, and she was not really a player at the time. I did. I made three, and one of them can make God help me. You were right, weren't you? <laughs> you were right. Uh, oh, this going to be fun to talk let, about. Let's not say if I was <laughs> right or wrong. We will discuss that later. The point is you lost something along the way. Let's get that out of there. Okay, for Shikimi, I had Bryn. I played the Hardy card, unfortunately. Yeah. I had Bryn and Felicia. What is the Hardy card? The Hardy, for some reason, he could not tell Bryn and Felicia apart back in the I day. I could not back in the day. Now now I can. But they still have very oh, similar got... voices. Okay. All you gotta do is picture one of them saying, Born on the Bayou, and see which one sounds more Cajun. Mm. Okay. And, and my third prediction is Kristen McGuire. I could see. Pink and crazy. Uh, speaking of crazy, well, at least in a trolling kind of sense, Shikimi is voiced by Felicia Anja. Oh, this is going to be fun to talk oh about. Oh, boy, I know oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, where do I start? There's a couple places to start. Well, tell us who else she, she is, is voicing. Yeah. Yeah, she is Miyu from Mistake of a Rogue Hero, Monami from Assassination Classroom. She's fighter from Bikini Warriors. <laughs> Circa on the way from Chaos Child. Oh, here's a good one. Lady Rainier from High School DXT. Oh, for the love of God. She's fucking Shinoa Hiragi, the perfect little troll queen herself. And and also, yes. because, once again, we just finished this arc, she's the little ball of adorableness that is Coco from Fairy Tale. 
Oh, Coco yes. did nothing wrong in both universe, in both worlds. And because she's one of the best girls, she's everybody's favorite Hagakure, Toru Hagakure from My Hero Academia. She wants the Invisible world to see girl. her, and she's adorable, and she's so happy when she's like actually in the cheerleader outfit, and she's so preppy and cute, and I love her, Head, and I want her to find happiness. Head Cannon, Toru is actually the most beautiful girl in the entire school, but nobody knows it except for her. Because oh, no one can, no one else that. can see her. I actually want Eraserhead to use his quirk on her so that, for once, everyone in the class can see her. While she's clothed, no. hopefully. Yeah. Here's what I think it is. I think we've had a discussion about, like, that was something she was born with, and that's not her actual quirk. Like, because I, th I feel like if you looked at, like, Mina, she wouldn't lose her ability to be pink and have horns sticking out of her head. She would lose the ability to emit acid. But that's not a conversation we're having right now. Yeah, also... No, also, Suyu is pretty much unaffected by Eraserhead. Because she's literally a frog. She just can't, like, stretch her tongue out, basically. Or whatever. Anyways, uh, speaking of weird-ass abilities, this... I don't understand why this family has abilities. That's probably for a later episode, but that's weird. I like this character a lot, because she's so... This is an insane show, and in a show where there's already characters that are sifting through garbage to get DNA samples of their cousin-slash-sister thing, stabbing somebody in the head 20-plus times just because they didn't see her properly that day, and a girl who literally will take the leader of the country of Japan and the speaker of the house and have them suck face in front of everybody. Oh, this girl who gets off on violence and blood. Oh, that's too far for me. Come the fuck on. She's great. She's sadistic and such a little fucking ball of insanity. I love her. And she's also the only hot girl in this show, to be honest. And like I said, she's all those strength zones. As for Felicia... She's having a fucking blast pulling this crazy out there. And she is spectacular. I love it. I have to agree as far as Felicia's performance. She is having a ball. And you can tell in every single every single phrase that she says that she's just reveling in it and just having the time of her life. And... I may not like Shikimi as much as Weirdo over here does, but um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to listen to, and she sounds like she's just having a great time voicing her. Look, if look if I didn't know she wasn't going to murder me, I'd probably have a good night. Okay. And here's the thing, yeah, pink hair seems to be Felicia's thing for characters in a lot of cases. Yeah, because yeah. because she's voiced That's so many cool. of them in the past. I don't think that's a typecast. Yeah. I think that's just a strange coincidence. Again, that's a parallel because, like I said, I use a lot of parallels to the show because you and I have seen Chaos Child. Actually, uh, it, it... I'll say an interesting thing I think about this character. I actually like how Gurry turned her down on the grounds that she had no love in her heart, which is such an interesting thing that I could totally believe this character is like has no true like feelings like that just because she's so odd but i just enjoy this character a lot amon what uh, do you have to say i always enjoyed this i don't i don't like shikimi quite as much as andrew does uh but i was sort of amused by the weird dark turn it took for five minutes <laughs> where it's like oh you're not playing this for comedy anymore yeah oh, this, this is, mm. 
Did I start watching Hannibal again? What happened here? This is, is this the my same heart... show? I just don't understand. I, I... I just don't understand these powers. Why can she make bubble gum? Andrew, 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 Andrew. Don't, don't be, don't, uh, don't be like the people right, trying right, to right. figure I'm out what's happening gonna, in Twin Peaks. You'll give yourself a headache. Stop. Andrew, that's spiderweb, because you know she- I told- I showed you too, she has a spider tattoo on her I back, can't believe man, she, I can't believe that she's part of the Phantom Troop. Anyways. Yes. Okay. Why do all the hotties in the Phantom Troop have glasses? I want- And or pink hair. I, I want to bring up one th other thing. In her disguise, she looks just like her character from Assassination Classroom. Hmm. Exactly. Like I told you, a lot of people because- Oh yeah! One minute she starts off as Monami. The next, she goes to Circa for Chaos Child, and I know you've seen Chaos Child. Uh, yes, yes, I have. Question. Uh, do you ship what? Karma with that girl, or do you ship him with the other little troll in the class? Afia's character. I, I personally sh a ship with uh, Glasses Girl, Science Girl. Well, he doesn't end up with either one of them, so I mean, it's kind oh, of... Oh, nobody ends up with anybody, technically, but, you know... Mm. Okay, so we're not in agreement. Felicia mm -hmm. is good and scary. It gives Jamal nightmares. Although not... Okay, I lost... I almost lost breath when I heard that. I was like, oh, shit. In some end. Here's the only thing I don't understand. Why does she not get a pass compared to some of these other girls? Unless you have words. Because okay. if you're, if you're going to... If you're gonna talk about how she's psycho and crazy let's not beat around the bush and fucking justify these other crazy ladies i think well, it's it, all intentional well, yeah it's it's because it's because she show. the other ones are all played for okay. comedy and hers is played for horror okay yes there's two songs to describe her super freak by rick james and roses by outcast specifically the ending where she goes crazy bitch moving on Yes, we're gonna move on to the other members of the family, starting with Yuzu Kichokasaki. Say that five times fast. <laughs> I'd rather not. Yeah, she's a blonde and sexual lesbian. has a has a thing for her own half sister <laughs> that she's emotionally disconnected from. Stalks her garbage every morning and stalks her at school in public. Although her her sister doesn't seem to mind for some reason. Also, oh, so she go, okay, she's legally supposed to go to a fancy pro, a fancy private school, and she hires her obviously male bodyguard to cosplay as her. Please, look, he, please look, he's very he's very pretty. He's a very pretty man. Let's get that out of the way. Yes, he does good in his job. Here, just I'm very I'm very convinced. He's voiced by Marcus Stimmick, oh. but that's just me. Yeah. Let's hope so. I hope <laughs> not. I hope so, indeed. <laughs> I, I, yeah, fuck it. A Andrew, did you have any predictions for him? I just had Tia Ballard. Anyways, keep going. I gotta pay. <laughs> okay. I, I had said we didn't have Mega Shipman <laughs> and Bryn April, because, you know, I wanted at least somebody a hype. High pitched, just for her craziness, which is odd because one of my cut picks was also Marissa Lenti, but that's another story. Ah, I see. I got a fun story to tell you after this, Hardy. Cool. But in any case, in any case, me and Andrew are both mm -hmm. wrong. 
while he's taking a piss, who's actually playing Yuzu, is of course Monica Leal. Of Leon. course it is. Because, because typecasting is typecasting. But in this case, that's okay because this is mostly a heaven parody mm-hmm. anime. Yes, the little blonde shitlord from Tanya is back. <laughs> With pigtails this time. Yes, Rose similar to this Anna Nishikinomiya from Shimaneta, Kyoko from Black Cat, Mafuyu, oh good god, Mafuyu Hayashi from First Love Monster, Rize from Tokyo Ghoul, I have to mention that, otherwise Megan will have my hide, I mean hi, Charlotte Shawson from Valkyrie Drive Mermaid, Yona from Yona of the Dawn, the head teacher from Is This a Zombie, and Hitomi Hokuto from Keijo. So, gentlemen, what did we think of Monica's... Do we even really need to ask uh, No, it's, it's Monica. Monica really? she, does, it's, she does that thing where she's Monica Real, and she's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monica does I a mean, good you, job at being Monica, Monica is the yes. Monica is the best Monica hey, Real hey, yeah. in the entire world. Did you know? Yo, dog. Yo, dog. We put Monica Real as Monica Real so you could listen to Monica Real while you listen much. to Monica Real. It's like oh yes, I I I, I, I have to bring this up. Episode episode three episode three is the stupidest title ever. What? Right? I don't remember what the I, title was. I forget the first half of it, but the other <laughs> half was. <what's> up? <laughs> I I as soon as I heard that title, I started thinking the Budweiser. You know what? You know, if if my parents weren't at home asleep, I would totally do the Budweiser commercial with the three of you. Like from the start to the end. I I tell you, I'm very convinced Michael probably might do that at some point. <laughs> I might even get our commission of that, like just her and her character saying, "Who's that? Who's that?" But back on topic, yeah, Yuzu. She tends to be a little bitter at times, and Michael plays it very well. Yuzu is also a type of citrus, and citrus can be bitter, hence why Yuzu is bitter. But yeah, Monica plays her very well. We don't need, really need to talk anymore about it. I mean, it's Monica Real. You can't go. Like I said, man, Monica Real is like the Wu Tang Clan. She ain't nothing to fuck with. I, also, we I, she has these really weird shield powers that are never explained for any reason whatsoever. The whole family it seems is explained. To have, I I know subs I, got it. Got. Actually, it's also in tonight's episode, now that I remember it. Okay, too, as long as I get time something about that, because I feel like something's up with this weird supernatural power world. It goes on even further, but you're going to have to wait two weeks from now. God, I can't wait for this show to become X-Men, or, ugh, Charlotte. Ugh. <laughs> Marty, you don't even know. Speaking of Charlotte, she voices Charlotte Charleston from Valkyrie Drive Mermaid. That's where we go with this? Okay, uh, as for... Uh, I'm just distracting y'all. This is a weird character, but I think, as I'm going to get to later, I think this whole show is basically playing with a bunch of trope archetypes and basically putting them up to the maximum. I think that's why, as Amon was saying, like, with Aqua, she should have been, like, more crazy, but she was, like, more subdued. But it's like, this is taking the somewhat, like, girl-lesbian-crush-slash-like sort of pseudo-incest stuff and basically raising them to 50. And it's weird yes. and uncomfortable, but it's fucking, like, Sanic ma- ma- Sanic Mania. Sanic Mania. God damn it. I was trying... Z- 
I was trying to say zany, maniacal, Scenic. and then my words got conjoined. As for the performance, can, can Monica become like a verb or an adjective now? Because that this is a Monica performance. Yes, that and was the great. most Monica Monica we've ever heard Monica being Monicaed. It's the most Monica we'd ever seen Monica ever do the Monica with your her Monica. Yes, and she could turn on the waterworks in more in more ways than one. Was she? Yeah. Oh yeah, right. That was it. She was. Qu yeah, but I'm talking uh, about. Shut up! Good. Shut your whore mouth. Hey, hey, fuck you, man. I will with Shikibi, okay? Amon, what would you like to say? Uh, she's good. She's very good. Um, yeah, no, like I. I I know we all like it when Monica Yell does her big girl voice, but there's reason she keeps getting cast with her little girl voice, you know? I, I don't have anything to add. She is... Okay, we're in agreement. Monica's Monica. We love her. This regardless. character, like, she's good at playing... I think Megan described it as, like, y yelpy chihuahua, ch ch chihuahua people when she does this very high-pitched voice. And this is basically a chihuahua that will hump everything. That is what the character is. I, I fucking hate you. Man. Am I wrong, though? Am I wrong? I'm literally about to split a side. Let's move on. I'm literally now. having pain in my side. I think I might split a muscle. Don't die, Hardy. We miss you. It, it, it hurts. It hurts. Look so what bad. you've done. Gentlemen. Oh. Gentlemen, let's keep this episode on track, even though Hardy's pretty much lost it. This <laughs> Don't point. worry. If you if you're gonna have if you're gonna split a side, let's hire an expert at splitting things open. Oh no. That was okay. Da, 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 yes. Da. Sp speaking of splitting things open. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm sorry, that was a dumb thing. Shut up, Andrew. Let's just move on to Akane. Let's move on to Yuzu's half sister, Akane. Akane Hiyama is what starts out as your little typical fan service character. But, oh boy, you piss her off in one misstep. And she'll break out the gurkha knives on you like a hunter in the jungle, boy. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. We've got... Yeah, she got funny oh, yeah. games. She got everything you want, honey. I know yep. her name. This, like it's it's not hard to figure out what this character is parodying. Par it's not hard to figure out what this character is referencing slash parodying in anime and manga pop culture. She is what is referred to as the Yandere, otherwise translated to fucking crazy psycho who will kill anybody that is not you and will kill you if she can keep the idea of you alive if you try to defy her or call the police. All I know is this, Andrew. The apple didn't fall far from the tree. It fell on her head and then rolled backwards towards the tree. But, yeah, she crazy. Yeah. Not as crazy as she can be, though. And she's my best Deba girl. Oh. Debatable. Debatable. Go ahead and ask us for predictions, Jamal. It, All yes. Right, we do, that. do we have any I predictions? I actually did have her. one, and it's the most easy prediction that you will ever guess. In the entire history of mankind. Was it Mike McFarland? Oh, it was Brina Palencia. Yep. All yep. oh, right, Yuna. Oddly enough, oddly enough, that was one of mine. I actually did not have her, but I had something 
kind of in a similar ballpark if you know where I'm getting at. I had Trina Nishimura. Mm. Mm. So okay. you you and guessed Akko and I guessed Yuno. Basically. I was actually actually in hindsight it also kind of works. Well, for, you know, it works for Mikasa on the grounds that she can stab people. Yeah. Okay, nope. and, and Amon, you had no predictions, right? Amon okay, always seems proud for me, of that. He's like, nope, I'm not, I'm no, not I did proud. not, I, just, sir. I, just, I wasn't me, on this episode until after the, the actor list came out, so it's like, well, that's going to make research difficult. May as well just start watching it. But in hindsight... As for me... In hindsight, you act as if you're like, you, you know, I dodged a bullet here. <laughs> as for me, I had four, but I don't care if Lilac chews me out. I will defend him to the very end, and that is, of course, Caitlin Glass... Brina Palencia, Jade Saxter's a last resort, or Bryn Apple, I mean April, quote, not a chance in hell. Let me ask you this, Jamal, is literally your entire prediction list just Bryn April or others? Yes, <laughs> but I did have to cut a few back. Did you predict Bryn April for the cat? <laughs> Oh, Did you predict no, Red April no. as God? You almost made me spit up water on my <laughs> laptop. How dare you? Hey, Brent April's a goddess in everyone's mm. eyes, man. I mean, she's Krista. Jamal's got a crush on Brent April. Pass it on. Oh my god. Who could have seen this coming? <laughs> yeah, you remember I said I had a hot take for two characters? Yeah. This is the other one, because... There are only two. There are only two ways you could piss me off with this. Mm -hmm. Is if you made the jade because you know she's been the Sidere, so Yandere is a cakewalk. Is it? Or if you put Jamie Maki. Yes. Okay. All right. Or. But in any case, who's actually playing Akane? Brand new to the Texas scene is Amberly Connors. When she's not training in her groove thing for some guy naxing, she is barely from Honey Pop and Honey Camp Studio, post trans from Juden Chan, she's Yato, I mean Nozomi Kamenashi from Keijo, Oichi from Kankole, Rio Rollins from Rio Rainbow Gate, she's Katali Nota Signorius from World End, and because Andrew's here, she's Android 18 from Team 4 Stars DBC Abridged. I was going to I bring will that say, myself up if you didn't, so that's interesting. I will say this right now. She's actually the best performance in this show, and I will fight anybody who says otherwise. Interesting. You know what? Okay. I have a lot to say about Amber Lee Connors, because in my honest opinion, she's not the strongest voice actress out there. However... Uh, when I was listening to her, even in Keijo, she, I did not have a very high opinion of her. Um, I think she seems very soft-spoken, very almost by-the-book, like read-from-the-page in most cases. That having been said, this is easily the best performance I have ever heard from her, bar none. Because when she gets yes. allowed to go completely crazy... It is absolutely fabulous. I had the same feelings about her in, uh, well, I, I shouldn't talk about this, but in a recent uh, film 
where she played a villain. Um, yeah, when she's oh, allowed yeah. to go completely crazy, it's a thing of beauty. And yeah, I think she's absolutely fabulous in this performance. Oh yeah, like at first I wasn't quite sold, but soon as the music came on, yeah, it's yeah. It, she. she pre, what did I write? Uh, pretty good stuff. Great job at going cray cray. Yeah, that I was pretty much the same way. Like when I when I heard that, I was like. Uh, this is gonna be a typical fan service character, isn't it? And then I hear her go Cinderella, which I shouldn't be surprised because I've seen her in Ladies vs. Uh, Butler. She could pull that off easy. I'm sorry. What did you say? I said I wasn't convinced at first because I thought this was gonna be a typical fan service character until I hear her go into Yandere. That's mode. correct. Okay. Yes, okay. but not only that, the emotional range she displays while she's in Yandere mode, because she was like, she she was crying a little bit, and I was like, okay, damn. And then, uh, She goes in straight into stabby stabby Fuck. mode. Yeah. But what I also noticed, though, is like, when she's angry, though, she, again, this is another parallel, she sounds a little more like Morgan Garrett. Okay, a little I bit, have, yeah. I have a question. I have a question. Why is... Why do you have such a problem with... Oh God, her, I, I'm even forgetting her name. Shikami. Like her so much. Why do you have such a problem with Shikami when she stabs somebody once? And then Ak Akane... What, she stabbed him like 30 times in broad daylight? And then uses Guri's head as like a dartboard? Is how... Like... I, it's it's comedy, I guess is the excuse, but that's still gotta fucking hurt. Yeah, but here's the thing, you know, it's the emotional beats, and not only that, like she's actually in love with the guy, and so is he, even though he's almost out of it. Whereas Shakimi, she just wants to break people, and I don't like that at all. I prefer like a fem, like some sort of like femdom shits compared to somebody who will devote her entire life to the ground I walk on. Wait, 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 just... wait, wait, wait. That's why you like Satsuki. That explains everything. Yes. Yes. No, I don't. Yes, I don't like does. having heels pressed into my face. I'm sorry. I've not tried that yet, but I'll get back to you on that in the future. Look, all I know is with Amber's range, let's put it this way. She could have me crying. She could read a phone book to me and put me to sleep very easily. And, and then I'd wake up with morning wood. And then I'm wondering, why the fuck am I crying an hour later? You'll wake up. That's you're how not going to wake up with morning wood. You're going to wake up with, like, at least a couple of knives in your head. And be like, I wasn't even drinking last night. Why do I Look, feel like Look, that, that, that's how much I appreciate her range, man. Because she, she does have some sensual ja moments. Jamal's going to wake up as a dog in a burning house, drinking coffee, going, this is fine. Yep. In any case. I'm on. Look, what did you I have liked to say? her. I liked her like Oh no, I like I liked <laughs> her she did a good performance. I thought she did a good job of nailing that like being sweet and then being sweet curdling into I'm going to stab you now and you're not gonna like it. But tough. 
I think she does a great job as this character. I'm just, I'm just not gonna call the hypocrisy of like, oh, Shikami is crazy and terrible and psycho. You people and your best not. girls. Ugh. Just saying. Just saying. The shoe is on the other helmet. And speaking of someone who needs a helmet, let's move on to Seiji. Oh boy, that does he. Yeah. Our male lead, yes. ladies and gentlemen. Yes, our male lead who's in the middle for him. He did not want, but you know, he only has Gary to blame. He just wanted to live a nice, quiet, normal life. And not in a Yoshikage Kiro kind of way. He actually just wanted to go to sleep. Yes. In any case, did we have predictions? For I had TV? one. I did. I had one. I actually predicted Alejandro Saab. I can. So did I. I can see that. Uh, I had uh, two predictions for this one. I had uh, Clifford Chapin because he kind of looks like a blueberry version of Bakugo in terms of his hairstyle as well as Dallas Reed on the grounds that he's dealt with similar crazy chicks in Neto Game. Blueberry Bakugo, it that does, sounds like a it? dessert. Blue yes. Blueberry Bakugo. Mm. Every time you buy one, the cash re ash register tells you, fuck off, Deku. <laughs> okay, then. So, yeah, I had three. I mean, how do you say the same one, Alejandro Saab? Because I thought he looked like Igarashi from Kiss Him, Not Me. I also had Damon Mills and Jeremy Inman for some reason. I guess because I heard it in the Japanese, I thought it'd be a bit deeper. You just wanted that. Bakugo have nitroglycerin in it? A small amount. It's good for the heart. Oh, wait. No, wait. Yeah. No, if you don't want actual nitroglycerin, you should get like Pop Rocks or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Blueberry Bakugo. Take note. Blueberry Bakugo with Pop Rocks in it. Ben and Jerry's, listen to us and give us money, please. Take your okay, episode. Then. Take your episode back, Jamal, please. Yes. So that's all for predictions. Yes. Yes. And of course, typecasting is typecasting. Sage I know is voiced by Austin Tindall. I wouldn't exactly call it typecasting. I wouldn't call it typecast. Because here's the thing. Austin has played... Sim Remember, I said there's a lot of parallels. The biggest here, one is here this being, a is this a okay, zombie. Okay, I see where you're getting oh, at. Okay, yeah. He can't die and he's got a bunch es of crazy chicks. Especially compared to who the who voices good. You, but we'll get to that. You Hell Scythe is best girl. Fight me. Other roles, uh, Nintendo is voiced. He's of karma, course Karma from a Karma, from Karma, Karma. Shut up, Andrew. He's Karma from Assassination Classroom. He's Devil Bringer Karma, Valley Lucifer from High School DxD. He is, of course, Zombie and Crossdresser Karma. I move from Is This a Zombie? He's Ghoul Karma, Ken Kaneki from Tokyo Ghoul. He's Druggy Karma. Kazuma Morisato from We Without Wings, to which he uttered the lines, and I quote, This is better than heroin. He's also shit-eating grin karma from My Hero Academia. Yes, copycat karma, Nato. 
He's also coffee comma Austin in real life. Cause when I met that dude, he looked like he wanted to fall asleep. Isn't coffee karma just Kaneki? No, I always say Kaneki. No, 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 no. The, the thing was, I met Austin at con recently, and dude looked like he was out Point of it. Being so, he <laughs> is a lot of karmas, especially vampire karma and Seraph at the end. Your favorite. Crowley. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Crowley, do you talk to the mm -hmm. dead? Mm -hmm. mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Alright, anyway, what do we think? He's good. Of Austinton. He's good. He just he just wants to live his life, and he's dealing with this shit. No, yeah, no, I liked it. He 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 plays the character well. Um, and Austin has to, I think he does a good job playing that sometimes uh, thankless role of being the level-headed straight man among all the craziness. Uh, which can get boring, but I think Austin manages to get away from that, and he's very entertaining in his own right, so props to him. Mm -hmm. I would like it more if I hadn't already heard it yeah. like a thousand times, but I think he does it a great job. But that's why I said typecasted, typecasted, man. There's a lot of parallels to other characters Just he's not done. physically in in animation form. He doesn't really look like a lot of the characters that... Other characters that he's voiced. But yeah, it is... In in attitude, I can see why you'd say it's typecast. Yeah. 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 I like Austin a lot, but, you know... Hearing this didn't really make much of an impression on me. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just sort of a, you know, this is fine sort of thing. It, it's like he's doing a good job, but I don't think I'm going to get anything as crazy and fun as I did with the naked breakdancing in Is This a Zombie. <laughs> uh, he wasn't naked, though. You get the point. He was trying to revive her, and he was just, I want to know what went oh, oh, that one, that yeah. one. I would think of a different one. There's okay, quite whatever. a few breakdancing sequences in that show, if you can believe it. Oh, that. yeah, he's done a couple of them. But, yeah, nothing's quite as crazy and great as that. But he does a good job. Okay. Our beloved so, Blueberry Bakugo. Blueberry Bakugo. On sale now at your local oh. Ben & Jerry's. Oh, no, okay. Ben & Jerry's, please give us money. We will shill the fuck out. <laughs> so we're all in agreement. Austin Tindall does a good job. Yeah. Let's move on now to the very lovely tyrant of love, the love tyrant herself, Guri. This part angel, part angel, part for jo Joshi, all dub. I actually really Can, go. I like the fake out of like her being a Shinigami devil, and then oh wait, she's an angel. She's just a gothic cosplayer. Can I have a hot she's take, please? Have your hot take, good uh -oh. sir. We've had a few. Please go die in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you oh, said hot take, you a hot Shoot. take. Okay. I mean, like, just go open up the furnace, climb in, close the door, and just let it happen. No, this character is a twat. Complete and utter. Yeah, yeah, she's an idiot, but... No, whoa. no, no, she, she is... She can also deep... Th she can also deep throat apparently 20 scoops of ice cream in one Yeah, throat. that doesn't help anything, you know. She is a rotten little thing. Just... And, and the thought that she is apparently 
according to the story, she is heir apparent to to godhood makes me want to convert to atheism like on the spot. Hey, join us agnostics. Well, but this is anime. Yes, yes, so this is a, this is anime. No, I think she's a a, ra- a rancid little beast who is just horrible, who likes to play with others' emotions. You know, uh, Shikimi and Akane beat pe- people up physically. They physically hurt them. She toys with others' souls. I mean, for I fun! Question, though. I have a question, though. Isn't that already what a Cupid does to begin with? No, because a Cupid is supposed to acknowledge possibly shared feelings between other people. She doesn't even care. She just pairs people up just for fun. And regardless of, of how attached they are, she is the end result. She is the reason Seiji goes through so much pain, physically and emotionally, because he has these two women who physically hurt him and this other one who just who is trapped in this sort of harem that he doesn't want to be a part of uh, it, it's it's just she's a yes. wow <laughs> you know what I don't even disagree I don't even disagree I guess I just you know what yeah yeah okay yeah I think this character's amusing for what the show is, but you are not wrong that she is a terrible person. She is funny. I will give that. The whole shrimp part was hilarious yeah. and caught me to the lay of guard. No, she is a really terrible person. And, I mean, it's played up for laughs. And, yeah, we laugh. Haha, ha, yeah, that's funny. But given the circumstances, no, Guri is a monster. If you really think about it, all the girls in his life are terrible. Really? Yes. This poor boy. He has. Jeez. I mean, and Yuzu is probably the best one, and she doesn't even like him that much. Is she? She really isn't. That's the problem. No, compared to the others, Yuzu doesn't actually physically cause him pain. Ironically enough, I think the best one is actually his sister. Probably! He'd probably be better off committing an act of incest than hooking up with any of these girls. Okay, before this becomes more disturbing, do we have any predictions? You knew what you were getting into, Jamal. You knew what you were getting into. Yes, I knew I was getting into, but I didn't think you'd take it this Oh, but far. honestly, this is, this is a great conversation. <laughs> I love this. No, I love <laughs> these kind of, like, hot takes. It's great. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. I love you guys. I love you crazy bastards. Uh, anyways, uh, for Guri, I had uh, Bryn April and Marissa Lenti. I did not have any predictions for Look. it. Was your prediction yeah, just assuming... a giant dumpster fire? It was, yeah, it was a, a giant blue waffle. Your prediction was... Your Ow. prediction for this character was a spoiled 14-year-old brat that's yelling at their mom that won't take them to Hot Topic. Kind of, yeah, sort of. Y'all some little motherfuckers. Anyway, I had... I also had Brent April. I had Jill Harris and Jeannie Tirado as well, because I figured, you know, you want some something youthful, something... A nice change of pace, because... Really, for the comedic moment, she can really bring the comedy, but everything else, that's up to the actors. Right. In any case, who's actually voicing Gurry is kind of a surprise to me a little bit. 
Miss Jade Saxton. And as for other roles she's been in, she was, of course, Eve Genoide in Bacchino. She's Chica from Love Life Sunshine. She's... Yeah, I knew you were going to bring that up. She, uh, since we're bringing up Is This a Zombie, who does she play in Is This a Zombie? I know the character. Haruna. Haruna. I didn't know the name. That was the only thing that was going to bug me. Um, she, and since we also brought up uh, Monoma from My Hero Academia, she is the voice of Class B's Itsuka Kendo, a.k.a. Yaoi yes. Hands. Yes. Sure, man. She's also Am I wrong, you are not wrong, but let me do my we job. We gotta finish this sake. episode. Yes. She's also Kana from Mr. Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. And she's also Mira from Dementia W, aka Please Don't Fuck the Robot. She's already been tortured <laughs> enough. The robot did nothing wrong. Except lose her head on a couple occasions, but that's other than that. She got better. She got better. She, they turned her into a newt. Okay, so. So, what did we think of Jade in this world? I fucking love it. It's great. I know, right? You seem like you got another hot take brewing there. No, I mean, as horrible no. of a person or a character as Guri can be, I think Jade played her absolutely perfectly. You know, it's sort of like... Sort of, he, sort of like how Megan really does not like Akko, and yet she loved Trina's portrayal of her. It's sort of the same case with me, is that uh, Guri is a terrible little crap, but Jade plays her to the best of her ability, and it is oh, it's kinda, lovely it's to listen like how, to. It's kind of like how I feel with Josh Greeley in as Masamune. Exactly. I fucking hate everything about that character. Exactly. But God, he's doing such a good job. You know what? And the, I feel what, the same thing with Jade. The same. I feel the same thing with Josh in Akashic Records as well. We wrote that show off a lot really early, but after watching a yeah. few episodes of it, it's like Masamune Kun almost with magical powers. It's worth watching just for Josh Greeley alone. As far as I I don't concerned. trust it on the grounds. I feel like remember when I was like, I was okay with Love Tyrant on the grounds that it was sort of not really doing anything dubious with the teacher-student relationship. I don't trust that from Acoustic Records. I... I trust everything is dubious. I I would give it a second shot, to be perfectly honest. I'm not even lying. Yeah. I am, I'm being perfectly sincere. And I'm backing him on this. I'm on. Y'all gonna try to sell me on Acoustic Records. I thought you were my friends. I'm on. He's hysterical. What do you have to say? Um... Like, I thought she was very funny, and I really enjoyed it to the yeah. point where I didn't... I saw, like, a little bit of this in Japanese for comparison. I would be curious to know, if I watched this in Japanese, would I enjoy it as much? Because she is so good, and she feels, like, so Bobby spot man. on for what the character needs to be yeah. funny. And she sells and she sells its heart out also, here for a shrimp, you know, really well. Which is very... If you're yes, getting into yes. that film, oh. you need to sell it, and she does A+. Oh, yeah. She sells it great. Also, I forgot my actual notes for Curry. Jade's having a blast playing this motherfucking Fujo Gremlin Otaku creature. Yeah. I yeah, I got a note for Curry as well. Normally typecast as a dairy. It's refreshing to hear a different take on Jade Saxton every once in a while. The poor girl was starving artistically and wanted her voice to crack in a happy manner. So she chose every scene she I'm gonna saying. be honest. I've really come around on Jade, because I used to just think 
it was sort of like the stuck-up Sundere girl that she was really good at and all, all she could be. No, she's really versatile, and like when you give her stuff to work with, she's really capable of a lot. And I've been pleasantly surprised by her in several shows, including stuff like this and Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. She's really come around for me as like an actress, and she's definitely coming up there as one of my favorites. She's moving out because I know in earlier episodes I've sort of referred to her as the poor man's Jeremy Lee. Um, she is really yeah. moved out on her own. I mean, uh, yes, I said that in earlier episodes. It was a hot take back then. It was when, a like, hot take back happening. then. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I think she's more becoming like the new Monica Rialdo. Uh, no, you know? no. Not sure I'd go that far, but she's still, I she's would. still impressive on her own merits regardless. Yeah. Yeah. She is the one and only Jade Saxton. She doesn't need to be the poor man's Jeremy Lee. She doesn't need to be the new Monica Rialdo. She is the Jade Saxton, and that is her mark, and that's what she's doing. And I think she's doing a fantastic job playing this little shit lord. Mm -hmm. uh, before, before we uh, move on, I gotta ask, what do you think this show is? I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out since episode one. A lot of the jokes hit, a lot of them miss. That's neither on the part of the Japanese or the English dub. I really don't know. I'm like, I have mixed feelings. Like, part of this really makes me want to just guffaw and laughter. Part of it just makes me want to reel back in disgust. You know, I just, uh, I really, my opinions on this show are mixed. Like, I'll keep watching it and I'll watch it till the end. But I just don't know what to make, like, heads or tails of it, really. I think that's what's keeping me watching it is that I'm mysteriously enthralled my personal interpretation is i think this is an unapologetic like rip on a lot of these anime tropes and cliches is what i want to say this is because you have all these anime archetypes and basically put them to 50 to the most unabashed unapologetic insanity fucking terrible people comedy that the show is and i think in that regard it actually does succeed where it's losing me a little is trying to invest me in the drama of like these sisters and all that i would personally maybe the joke would get stale or maybe like some people would like these to be more developed characters i like them just being insanity and unapologetically like evil insane disgusting people that's how i see it and that's where i think this show is a little bit confused or at the very least the presentation of it is I'm all, what my do you rule for a lot of comedies tends to boil down to you know it like it's sort of very reductive base um it doesn't cross any lines that i find too far and doesn't make me laugh more often than I don't. And so far this one hasn't done anything that I found too repellent to stop watching. And I laugh more often than I don't. So like, you know, I agree like it is very much, you know, as a function of being one of these shows where they just throw lots of jokes at you. Not everything lands, but enough of them land that I have a good time. And on a certain level, that's kind of all I want from this. So I'm good with it. 
gives it a thumbs up in my book. Okay. Yeah, so pretty much, you know, with good, yeah, I can understand that, yeah, she's a little shit, but, you know, it's like, it's like she doesn't even know what to do with her life anymore, so. When I, when I see Jade play as this character, it's like, you know, she's trying to say something, but she doesn't want to. But, you know, I find I find the comedy to be okay. I mean, yeah, they're playing your missus. Like, again, tonight's episode, there's a whole Ghostbusters theme or something, which actually kind of fails on that part. But, you know, for what it is... Once you get past the shock value, this is actually a pretty good period. Do I get to see my best girl in a bikini? You get to see your best girl, not maybe a bikini, but also in a bunny suit. I, but I'll leave it at that. Come okay, back here, man. Andrew. We gotta finish the episode. I think I knocked my bike doing that too. Actually, I'm sorry. Please continue. Yeah, you did. But if you're interested in seeing the dub for Love Tyrant, it is currently streaming on the Funimation Now service with new episodes on Wednesday night at 9:30 p.m. Eastern. The first two episodes are available for free, but the rest are behind the subscriber paywall, which, if you're interested in subscribing, they do have a 14-day free trial you can use to watch the Samuel dubs available now, as well as any home video releases currently streaming. But fair warning, if you don't like the service or don't want to continue after the 14 days are up, make sure to cancel as soon as possible since a credit card is required and they'll withdraw money from your account. As for the show itself, the sub can be found on Crunchyroll as part of the Funny Roll Partnership. With new episodes on Thursdays at 3pm, you can watch with or without a subscription, just know without subscription there will be ads, and the latest episode will be a week behind the subscriber paywall. If those are a little expensive for you, there is a third option. A subscription service called Verve, where if you opt for the combo pack, for $10 a month, you get access to Funimation, Crunchyroll, Cartoon Hangover, and more, as well as original programming. Be warned though, there are no subs when you are watching anime. Don't worry, they are aware of this and currently working on a fix for it. And you can link your account into one place, however right now it's only Crunchyroll as far as I know. No what our Funimation or any other streaming services, but that is being worked on as well. If you are interested in seeing what any of us get up to, we are now on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr, I believe. Under the under the username DubTalk Podcast. Andrew, we do have a Tumblr, if right? We do have a Tumblr, yes. I'm going to assume control okay. at some point to try and make it a little more active in the future. Yes. If I recall correctly, I think we're working to get audio versions of the podcast up on SoundCloud. Not confirmed but, yet, but it is something we have we have tossed around. Okay. As for us individuals, gentlemen, go ahead and plug your stuff. Uh, my name is Spaceman Hardy. You can find me on Twitter at Spaceman Hardy. I post a lot of goat pictures. I rant about Antiplex almost constantly, and I'm in love with Tifa Lockhart. Uh, but I also... Uh, am a moderator over at the Funimation forums. So definitely come by and check that place out. We have a few rotten eggs, but for the most part, we are a good, uh, healthy uh, forum, and we would definitely need more participation, and we would love to see you there. Come hang out with me and all the other crew. Uh, yeah, that's, that's where you can find me. 
I am Classy Spartan, aka Mangaman9000, over at the Twitter. Otherwise, you'll know me as Andrew, the little sarcastic little shit that everybody loves to shit on. Uh, you can also find me over at the Funimation forums alongside Hardy, participating in some of the tournaments, as well as just digging around and doing my usual thing and posting dog videos and gifts. I am also an active participant in the Year of Fairy Tale, where as of today, we have just finished up the uh, Key of the Starry Heavens filler arc, and I just finished the Phoenix Priestess movie. And tomorrow we begin the long two-month endeavor into the Grand Magic Games. <laughs> oh, joy. I need to catch up uh, on My that. name is Amon. You can find me on Twitter at uh, AmonDuelUS, Duel is spelled with two U's, uh, where I mostly tweet out occasional music and gripe about all the industries I like are terrible and I hate them. Uh, and <laughs> I, feel you, I like man. comics, but boy, oh boy. Um, and uh, my recommended dusty old song for you, dear listener, today is Kingdom of Love by the Soft Boys, which is also about love that is horrifying. So go check it out. Yeah. A, <laughs> wow, I didn't even need to ask. Yo, you. <laughs> you got a good, you got a good ass sug segue. I'm that trying. is segue uh, master also I have, approved. Yeah, he, he has learned his lesson since I keep asking him on every podcast. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember it now. Also, honest. I have a, I have a it's blog at worldthatscoming.blogspot.com, which might actually update soon because I have an idea. I need to write a thing, but it might actually happen. So keep an eye out. Yeah. As for as for me, and I'm an assistant editor for the Dub Talk podcast. I could be also be found on Jamstar One, my personal channel. Uh, I also have a blog, but I'm not really doing much at the moment, to be honest. And I kind of have some a uh, special episode in the works coming up, but that's for another day. In the meantime, you can catch me on Jams on uh, rewind. In the meantime, you can catch me on Twitter at Jamstar529. Oh, gentlemen, I thank you for coming on to the program tonight. It was a pleasure. To thank you. Yes. Us crustaceans got to stick together, yo. Yeah. Because and, it's hard out there for you. a shrimp. You know it's hard out there for a shrimp. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to the Dub Talk Podcast here on WEEB 104.9 Make FM. sure to like, favorite, Next subscribe. Up- Click the little bell to get notifications. Try to help us get us to 1K before the end of the year. Yes, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. As for our program... you're watching right now. Or if you're listening on to the radio at 104.9 FM. Do we have a radio? Yes, coming up next on the block is the Variety Show, Tear Ballad Super Happy Fun Time Hour, where her guests tonight are happy from Fairy Tale. Megumi from Shiki, Colleen Klinkenbeard, and Alejandro Saab. Until then, folks, I wish you a good night. And otaku on. Keep it manly. Living in the shrimp's paradise.